The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is February 2nd, 2016. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today as co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs and also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. It's good to be with you as always. Oh, yeah. It's probably a little bit warmer today than it has been over where you are in Boston, right? In Maryland. Uh, yes, we can see the grass on the ground now. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you, 33 inches of snow is mind-boggling for the first snow. Yes, sir. All right. I want everybody to be aware that April 1st is the U.S. military, as the U.S. military actually begins integrating women into historical all-male ground combat units and occupations. This historic change will permanently alter the face of the U.S. military and represents a significant organizational change effort. To help facilitate this transition, the Service Women's Action Network and the Women in International Security are convening a half-day conference that will feature analysis of the services, its implementation plans, and a discussion of best practices for integration. If you're interested in attending or you want more information, go to www.servicewomen.com. Org. The meeting will be held on February 4th at the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. And, uh, Peace and it's actually in D.C. Bill, what do you think about last week's show? We had, last uh, week's Charlene. show was uh, outstanding. Uh, the battle uh, buddy info and uh, the executive director that we had with us, Charlene Johns, it was just, uh, just amazing. And all of the information that we were able to provide in connection with the great job that Charlene is doing. Yes, there's a couple other Battle Buddies out there. Just be sure to type in battlebuddy.info. And what they are, they're an online directory for military resources and active duty uh, veterans and caregivers. They have them all. They list military-focused nonprofits and resources that provide direct assistance to veterans and, and in the active duty personnel in the user-friendly format. If you missed the live show, be sure to listen to the archive show on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Now, Bill, you had something about the veterans, uh, about sabbatical. Well, this is a, a program now that the Department of Defense has instituted now to, uh, with a sabbatical to allow uh, up to a six-month 
uh, if not longer period of time, for active duty serving members that they can actually go out and seek employment, get a chance to get the flavor for what this is all about, and then come back so they can be ready when they uh, are released from active duty. And, uh, uh, Gary, it seems like this is more of a reuniting of uh, members who are serving as they come back, uh, you know, to home and community, because the great majority of our serving uh, military men and women now are coming from the National Guard and the Reserve. So uh, they, they've, they've, they've had a lot of time being in their hometowns working, but now they get an opportunity to have some reacclimation before they uh, are, are released. Right, exactly. Now, we did lose uh, a World War II uh, veteran that's a female. Uh, well, you know, uh, that's correct, Gary. And it is so uh, uh, much connected uh, with our show today. You mentioned mm-hmm. about the reintegration or integrating of women now into the all-male combat uh, units. Uh, right. This lady, uh, Alice Dixon, 108 years of age, uh, she was the uh, oldest remaining female from World War II. And I think when we get in our show, we're, we're, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, how important it is to be able to connect with these individuals. And we'll yes. talk a little bit more about uh, Ms. Dixon during that time. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? Uh, honor, I will. Kyle C. Olson is our uh, guest today. Kyle is an award-winning producer, director, and a young entrepreneur. As an artist at heart and a natural leader, Kyle has focused on a career that brings his passion for creati- creativity to the marketplace. Uh, Kyle's style as an artist, has been described as energetic, passionate, and meaningful. He has worked on numerous television shows, including America's Next Top Model, Dancing with the Stars, The Bachelorette, and Glee. Just to name a few, Kyle brings new talents to the table, often wearing more than one hat, for a production. Kyle has had extensive and diverse experience working in production, casting, and serving as a director and producer. Kyle brings a level of energy to his craft that is fresh, dynamic, and invigorating to all the the works that he's been uh, associated with. This year, Kyle was the recipient of the 2015 Milwaukee Press Club Award for Best Documentary. And last year, Kyle was honored with a Crystal Pillar Award presented by the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences. Kyle, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, good morning. Great. great, great. And I think uh, that was that was pretty cool. You started saying out Kyle Style. That should be your new name. 
I love it. I think it's a great little, uh, it's kind of catchy. It's got a vibe to it. Uh, I'm going to be talking all day about my style now. I think it's a yeah, great right. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. That should be your new domain. <laughs> that's right. right. Yeah, that's my new website. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Well, Kyle's here to tell everybody about a documentary about two World, two world War II veterans that are, got reunited after 70 years after their inaugural voyage on the Navy ship, the LST. 218. Kyle, how did that, how did you meet these uh, guys? Oh gosh. Well, there's a loaded question if I ever heard one. <laughs> uh, so no, this, this is a, it's a phenomenal story uh, and there's a lot to it, but basically in a nutshell, um, last summer, in the summer of 2015, um, I was actually working on a show uh, filming in Texas and while I was in Texas, I was kind of perusing through my Facebook feed one night at the hotel like we've all done before and as I was perusing through my feed, I come across a post, and it's of uh, an elderly gentleman, and you can tell that he's holding a picture, and if you stop for a second, you can read what the, the photograph says, and basically, he had written a sign that said, you know, I was on the LST-218, and I'm looking for any of my shipmates that might still be alive. Please share with anyone you know. And at this time, when I had looked at the post, uh, the picture had gotten probably over a half million shares, uh, and and this was within a day or two of it being posted. So to, to say it went viral quickly would almost be an understatement. Um, and so over the course of uh, the next few days, I kind of started to watch the post and the comments and the activities just to kind of see what was happening and who was talking about it and, you know, what kind of activity might be buzzing around this post of this veteran who was trying to find, you know, his fellow shipmates. And eventually I decided that I was going to uh, reach out to the family um, and his daughter um, uh, the veteran's daughter was the one who actually posted this uh, on Facebook and so I reached out to her her name is Cheryl and I said hey you know I am a storyteller a documentary producer and this sounds like it could be a really cool story have you found any leads to you know your father finding a shipmate um, and so we started the dialogue and at first it was no we haven't found anybody you know we're still acting pursuing, we're hunting, we're looking, we're trying, um, and over time it became, we're hot on a trail, we think we might have something, and then finally it was, oh yeah, we have something, we think we found the only other survivor from his ship, um, the LST-218 uh, from World War II, and so when that was discovered, I said, wow, you know, this is amazing, are you guys going to do a reunion, like what's the plan here, and so the, again, some more talking and dialogue was had, and basically, the determination was made that we were going to do a reunion, or I should say they were going to do a reunion, and I uh, kindly asked if we could come along for the ride so that we could record this uh, for history's sake and document it so that this is uh, something that we can have you know, in the capsule, if you will, uh, right. for generations to be able to listen to. And the families both graciously agreed that that would be uh, a good thing. Um, and so um, off we went from uh, my team in uh, Hollywood, California. We went to Joliet, Illinois, which is where the veteran who put up that post lives. His name is Devere. And so we spent a number of days with Cheryl, his daughter, uh, and Devere. And we, you know, filmed everything from family interviews to kind of family time together, just really getting to know the family and Devere's personal accounts uh, 
of World War II. Um, and from there, we traveled with DeVere and his family to Stover, Missouri, from Joliet, Illinois. And once we got to Stover, we met with John Heimsoff, who was the other gentleman on the LST-218 with DeVere. And needless to say, once that happened, history was made, and this uh, unbelievable reunion that happened for the first time in 70 years occurred, and myself uh, and the crew that we had with us had the pleasure of being uh, witnesses to history as we documented this exciting story that we're now in the process of uh, bringing to audiences. So, in a nutshell, to answer your question, that's kind of what we're looking at. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, were they originally friends? They knew each other? Uh, They remembered each other from the ship, or these were just two of the people that were left? Sure. Yeah, that's a really good question. And a lot of people have asked. Um, So what it comes down to is they both knew they were on the ship and they they thought that each other's names sounded familiar. Uh, Basically, when when uh, DeVere was looking for shipmates, um, somebody in the Facebook community had heard about, you know, what uh, Cheryl was trying to do for her dad. And so kind of started working behind the scenes. Basically, they had a, a an entire network of people on Facebook trying to help this guy find a shipmate. And once they finally got in touch with John, they said, you know, we think that this is somebody who was on your same ship. And so the first thing that happened was DeVere and John had a phone conversation together um, before the reunion plans and before all of that, uh, just to kind of talk and reminisce and see what they remembered. And it was interesting because in that initial phone conversation, they all remembered the same stories, but they couldn't quite place a name or a face to each other. You know, they remembered certain people on the ship. They remembered certain things on the ship. They remember battles. They remember it all. But they didn't quite remember each other. Um, And that actually kind of added a whole other layer to the story that, you know, uh, after 70 years, you know, the realities of aging most certainly set in. Um, You know, both of these gentlemen are in their 90s. And, you know, they, they basically served our country just after graduating high school. And, you know, I mean, if I was in my 90s and meeting with somebody I haven't seen since my early 20s, I might have a hard time putting a name to a face myself. (laughs) Tell me about it. Yeah, because I I can barely remember what I had for breakfast sometimes. So, you know, (laughs) Um, but the fact that they could remember enough details was enough for them to be curious enough to say, why don't we have a reunion? And so that's kind of what spawned this was to say, oh, gosh, you know, do you remember, you know, enough about a person, uh, maybe not on the phone or in talking or hearing a name, but when you see them again, you know, does it jog that memory? So it was kind of fun to follow that story, too. That's great. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo@americanheroesnetwork.com. at 
By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with Kyle Olson, the producer and director for the documentary The Last Signal. Bill, you had a question? Well, Kyle, that was an exciting opening. And let's just keep this ball rolling and you tell us uh, a little bit about the documentary filming process. Sure. Well, I mean, in a nutshell, um, when we heard about that story, like I told you, that was last summer. I want to say that was July of last year. And by October, it was time for us to fly to Joliet to kind of get things kicked off. Um, And so we ended up filming with both families for about almost three weeks. Um, And as you can imagine, during that time, we saw it all. You know, we got to see um, uh, the families of these two World War II veterans talk about, you know, their witness of history by living with somebody who had been in the war. And then, of course, the most exciting part of all for the World War II buffs is we got to talk to the men themselves. We got to talk to uh, DeVere and to John and get their firsthand accounts about World War II. And so, you know, obviously the reunion was the big event that we were following. Um, But we also got a chance to talk with everybody else and kind of see, you know, just basically every angle you could kind of picture going into painting a story like this. Uh, And I think that added to a whole new element to be able to hear from the daughter, to be able to hear from uh, DeVere's wife. They've been married now for almost 70 years themselves, uh, which is incredible. Um, So, you know, it it, it was really neat. Uh, The reunion was not the only story at play here. Uh, And I think that's what people are going to find really interesting about this documentary uh, as we're able to start getting it out to audience here, audiences here in the uh, near future. Um, but, I mean, the, obviously the most exciting part for us was being able to watch that history in the making. And because, you know, there's not a lot of documentaries that do this, and there's not a lot of you know, days where you can say that you witnessed two guys from World War II reunite for the first time in such a, a long time. Um, so it was really kind of cool and special for us to be able to be a part of that process. And it was, it was when we were at that reunion, it was like watching uh, uh, history, you know, like you were back on the ship. You know, and the the stories that these two veterans remembered, and the way they remembered them, and how they portrayed that uh, through their stories was 
unbelievable. And it was almost as if you were in a time machine back in the war because they just, they remembered every living detail. You know, I, I joked earlier that I can barely remember what I had for breakfast, but these guys, <laughs> they, you know, they, they're in their 90s, but they have a better memory than most people I've ever seen. Uh, and it's incredible what they remember. And yes. it was really cool and able to hear those stories. And more importantly, I think, to get those stories on tape because, you know, kind of like what you were talking about at the opening of the show, uh, these stories aren't going to be with us much longer. And so it's important that we get these stories kind of captured before it's too late. And so that was very much a, uh, a thing that we tried to do the best we could throughout this entire process. Kyle, right. you're absolutely correct. It is important to try to get these stories out uh, and uh, or at least uh, have some documentation because, as you mentioned, uh, with uh, World War II vets, every three minutes we lose one of those. I saw that on the website. I know even more specifically, and each day we're losing them at a rate of 1,000 to 1,200 a, a, a day. And, uh, you know, these guys are getting way down uh, the line in age uh, from uh, the, the uh, age 90 up to uh, 109, 110. We just mentioned about Miss Dixon, who served yep. in World War II. Uh, she was a member of the 1st uh, Postal Battalion to handle the mail. You know, we, we don't pay that much attention about getting the mail that's Today, so true. Back then, that was a major effort being able to, uh, to have contact with those individuals who were on the front and from back home. Yeah. That's Absolutely. True. No, and that's what's so interesting is being able to watch, you know, not just the quote unquote important stories, but all the stories, you know, yeah. uh, I think I think a lot of times, you know, we 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 hear the same stories, or we kind of have an idea in our mind of what's exciting, right? Like, you know, if they got a story about the you know the battles on the front lines, you know, those are the stories we want to hear. Um, but that's not true, you know. There's so many stories out there, and so many people that have stories, and 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 for that matter, want to share these stories. Uh, and I think that's another thing too, is that one of the things we saw throughout this filming process was that these two guys, they're in their 90s, and they haven't really had a chance like this to share their experiences. And, of course, it was beneficial for them more so because of the fact that they had somebody to kind of relate to that was there and that remembers the same things and that experienced those same things. Um, but it was just it was neat to see these guys being able to share these stories openly. Um, and you could tell that they, they needed that for themselves, too. You know, they really wanted to be able to share share their part of history, and I think that in itself is kind of special too, but, you know, like you said, the statistics, they're staggering. Uh, yes. We're losing a, a veteran every three minutes. On this podcast alone, you know, we're going to be losing a dozen or so World War II veterans, and, and unfortunately, that number is just going to continue to climb. You know, there were millions that served, and now there's less than a million from what the statistics tell us. And so for us, this is really kind of a race against time to capture this documentary. You know, one of the, 
philosophies in shooting a documentary is that, you know, you typically, you start with an idea, and you go and you do some initial filming, and then you go to the network, and you say, hey, network, I have an idea, and you kind of do this little dance for a while, and eventually it gets approved, and then you go with a crew, and you go and film. Um, in this particular circumstance for our documentary, um, our, our motto was shoot now and ask questions later. Uh, and so we, as soon as we heard that the reunion was happening, it was like, we're, we're not postponing. We're not waiting for anybody. We're getting out there and we're doing this as soon as we can because we all realize that time is of the essence and we want to get that story in the can at all costs. And so we, we made sure to prioritize that uh, and make sure that we we were able to record uh, as much as we could with what little time we have left with these guys. Right. Well, Kyle, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we had something, uh, uh, let's call it a reservoir, where sure. we could locate that kind of information and to park it there until the time is important to go back and maybe put this into a film. Let me just tell you, I'm a member of an organization it's uh, headquartered in Milwaukee, and I think yeah, there may be some connections with you in Milwaukee. From That's my hometown. <laughs> it in, the, in the beginning, it's called the National Association of Black Veterans. NABVETS is the, uh, is the acronym. For okay. the past 16 years, we have had a banquet that recognizes the story of the Buffalo Soldier, from uh, ah. uh, uh, from from uh, World War Two and earlier, and uh, it's my responsibility to find these individuals. Let me tell you, I found a Korean War veteran who was held captive wow. uh, uh, the day before his nineteenth birthday, up until the war ended four years. We've also, and this person is probably a little bit more of known. Uh, uh, to the public, uh, uh, Captain Fred Cherry, who was mm-hmm. shot down over Vietnam during the Vietnam War, the longest held captive, nine years. And wow. It, it, you know, it, his captivity was so long with a wife, and uh, the, the, the question was whether he's dead or alive, and the wife says, well, we can conclude this now, and, uh, and to call him uh, to say that he's dead. Well, he shows up about two or three years later after that, and that has a lot of implications with the wife making that decision and her remarrying while he was still on a, uh, alive. Sure. Absolutely. No, it's, it's incredible to watch kind of how these stories unfold and, you know, again, you know, how they relate to now and the stories that they're sharing. It's, it's absolutely uh, amazing to be able to watch it. Like I said, I felt like when we were filming this whole documentary that we were in a time capsule because they just remember it so vividly. Uh, and unfortunately, there's just nobody asking about it. And I think, like you had said, uh, you know, just a few seconds ago, you know, we, we, it would be so great to have a space where all these stories can be, you know, kind of uh, put so that way we can go to them at any time. And I know there's a lot of archives and there's a lot of libraries and foundations that are working vigorously to get as many of those stories together as possible. But, you know, it would really be great to get even more because they're out there. That's for sure. We just got to ask. 
Oh yes, we, when we started four years ago, that's that's what we specialized in was having the veterans come on and tell their story. And I'll tell you, there yeah. were some unbelievable stories, wasn't there, Bill? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's just uh, was this the only two that came forward uh, that were on this ship? The magic question, yes. Um, it, it, as far as we know, um, I had a team of researchers that helped to kind of make sure that there was nobody else alive from the LST-218 out there. And from what we've done, from what we've researched, as far as we know, those are the only two that are left and uh, still alive. You know, when we were looking through the records, we found a lot of people um, that had passed, um, but we, we could not find anybody else other than these two gentlemen so nobody else came forward if they did i'd be a little surprised uh, just because of the research we found um but you know stranger things have happened i'm sure <laughs> uh, that's true, that's true. Um, but yeah so we we're, we're pretty confident that these are in fact the last two from that particular ship all right, great. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Last week, we told you about the VSP channel being accepted for inclusion on the National Department of Veterans Affairs online system. That means thousands of veterans uh, that are employees or just have their veterans that have access to the Department of Veterans Affairs computers will have access to the shows and programs made available from the VSP channel. They are the nation's first online broadcast televised channel for veterans, their family members, and the veteran service organizations that support them. Signs of traumatic brain injury or PTSD and other stress reactions should be something very that every soldier understands. Every soldier should be able to respond to them quickly enough to save a fellow soldier's life. Right now, they're looking for funding to complete five new episodes that will help our veterans build confidence as they search for a way to transition back into civilian life. The VSP channel can't do this alone, and they need your help. Go to the VSPchannel.com's homepage and click on Kickstarter and learn about how you can actually help saving, saving uh, lives. We need everyone to make this campaign go viral. Be sure to like them on, on, your face, on their Facebook page on the VSP channel. Again, you're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America and the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. 
Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Kyle Olson, the producer and director for The Last Signal. Kyle, tell us about the, the current status of the, of the document. Ah, the magic question, right? Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, as we discussed uh, before the break, um, we had a chance to put everything together and kind of film this whole project uh, last fall. And so since then, um, our team has been hard at work in post-production, putting things together in a way that we can obviously distribute to audiences. And so basically where that leaves us now is, you know, we just obviously started the new year. Um, we are at the beginning of a new, uh, the second month of the year, and our first goal is to complete the funding that we need to do um, so that we can make what we call a sizzle reel. Um, and basically, uh, that's Hollywood terms for a really interesting and fancy trailer. <laughs> um, so, you know, when you go to the movies, you see a trailer. Um, right. We make a sizzle, which is kind of a specialty trailer that we take to studios and production company houses around town so that we can say here's what we're working on these are the stories that have to be shared and this is why now is the time that we have to share these stories um, so we're in the process of putting that together now um, but you know as I was saying at the beginning of the show um, one of the philosophies that we had about this project was to film now and ask questions later because you know time was of the essence and right. we didn't have time to go the traditional Hollywood route we didn't have time to to search for funding ahead of time. And so as a result, we put all the expenses out of our pockets because we believed in the story. And so now we're coming to these folks that we imagine we have as an audience and we know are interested in this project to kind of ask for their help in getting us to where, wherever our home will be. Um, and of course, that could be anywhere. This could be the History Channel. It could be HBO. It could be you know, uh, a distribution to different festivals. We don't know where that is yet, um, but we know that we have a home out there and we just have to finish this presentation sizzle reel so that we can take it to these people and show the story that we've captured. Um, so right now, we're in the process of doing uh, what we call a hatch fund campaign. Um, if people are familiar with Kickstarters, this is exactly uh, in the same line as those kind of uh, projects are. Um, and basically, we have a goal to raise $5,000 by February 15th. And so as a result, we are looking to use that money so that we can get what we need completed with the sizzle so we can show this story to as large of an audience as possible because I think, and I know a lot of people agree with me, uh, these stories really need to be shared with as wide an audience as possible. And the only way we can do that is if we get people to help. So I cannot emphasize enough how important it is for us to be able to reach this goal. And so, you know, one of the things that we found is that a lot of people are interested and they're sharing pictures and they're liking things on 
Facebook, and that's amazing, and we love having an audience. But uh, I don't think a lot of people realize as much kind of what's at stake and that we can't move this project forward until we are able to secure this funding to go to the next step. Um, so for those of you that are interested in helping, they can go to our Facebook page, which is if you search The Last Signal, um, you'll find it. Um, and then we also have a website that will link you directly there, which is lastsignalmovie.com. And if you go there, uh, you can also go to hatchfund.com and search for The Last Signal. There's a, a million different ways to get to the same website. Um, but in a, in a nutshell, you go onto this hatch fund site and you'll be able to learn about the different ways that you can give to our project and the perks that you will receive for being a part of the project. Um, we we want to make sure that this is a, a experience that everybody walks away benefited from. And so we have a, a bunch of really cool perks that people can uh, receive for the amounts of money that they're giving. Um, but of course, the best perk of all is knowing that you're helping to push these stories out there and that you are aiding this history in the making and uh, helping ensure that these stories will have as large an audience as possible. Um, and as we've discussed uh, a few times already today, uh, that audience is so, so, so important. And we really want to make sure that we do it justice, um, not just for these stories, but for our vets. They deserve it. And there's not a lot of stories like this out there. And so they, we're, we're asking for anybody who can, anybody that's listening, go on to that Hatch Fund uh, fundraiser via our Facebook page or our website and, and give what you can. And tell your friends to give what you can. Uh, and don't just like and share it and pass it off. You know, actually be a part of it. You know, we're, our minimum donations start at 10, 15 bucks. And, you know, for the price of a movie ticket, you too can be a part of a movie, which is kind of a good deal, I think. <laughs> so, Any other credits? You know, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're offering credits for one of the perks. Right. Like, there's a lot of things that you can do to be a part of this movie. Um, so, you know, how cool is it that, you know, this is not something that comes along every day, um, but we're, we're kind of opening this up to the people, you know, it is because of people on Facebook and in the veterans community that this reunion even happened. And you know, those are the people that really made this story possible. And so now we're going back to them and saying, you helped us make this reunion happen, now help us cross that finish line. We were, we're, we're so close, uh, but we just need a little bit of help. So if you can, donate, give, because we can take all the help we can get to make sure that this is uh, at the right home so that the right audience gets to see it. Right. And is that for the $5,000? Uh, it will take care of the, um, the film before, just when it comes out? I'm sorry. Well, basically, the 5000 will get us to these networks. Um, okay. So it, it helps okay. us to finish that sizzle presentation reel I was telling you about um, right. and able to get us in the door, if you will, at you know, the HBOs and the History Channel and like, all those kind of places. Um, and so we, we want to make sure that we put our best foot forward when we do this presentation. You know, a lot of times they say, eh, take a look at the raw footage and what have you. We want to show our best stuff because we know that this is a story that will, we think, sell itself when people actually get to watch the footage. So we just need a little bit of help in getting there. And like I said, if everybody chips in and does their part, this fundraiser would be done in no time. So everybody can make a difference. Every dollar counts. That's true. Very true. Well, now, do you Kyle, have any more? Uh, this, is, this is Bill again. You know, this is so important uh, from a historical 
standpoint because we're talking about LSTs, a, a, a concept or a tactic in warfare that yep. was embraced by Winston Churchill first. And, yes. and, and the tactic basically is having a naval uh, 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 conveyance that brought tanks right up to the beachhead uh, yep. and, and to start the battle. And uh, you just don't hear about that now. Uh, 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 to any great degree, but this was a very, very important tactic that was used throughout World War II. Absolutely. Uh, the LSTs are few and far between now. Um, most of the LST ships, and there were thousands during World War II, uh, most have been decommissioned, sold for scraps, if you will. Um, there's some that have been uh, given to other countries around the world. Um, and in fact, um, kind of recently, I mean, it wasn't you know, the other day, but um, within the last decade or so, um, it was realized that none of the LST ships were actually in in the United States of America. And so a campaign began to get an LST ship back into the United States. Um, and we found that one of those last remaining LSTs was actually in Greece. And so a team of people got together and they called uh, Greece and they said, hey, you know, we're interested in this ship for American history. We want to take it. We want to put it in Indiana. We have a great spot for it. We'll make it a museum and it'll be the only LST museum in the United States of America because it is such an interesting and unique facet of, you know, United States history. Um, and after some back and forth, they finally said, okay, we'll allow you to have the ship, but you're in charge of getting it back to the United States. We're not going to be a part of that. And the team said, fine, not a problem. And when they called, I guess, the Coast Guard and a number of other agencies for help in bringing that LST home, they went to Greece, they surveyed the boat, and they said, this boat is not in good enough condition for us to be able to bring it back home the way that would be up to our standards. And right. so basically they said, you know, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to help you here. I don't know how you're going to get that ship back to Indiana. And so an interesting movement happened, and as a result, they, uh, the organization that was looking for that LST ship decided to put out an all-call to anybody who had ever been on an LST, knew somebody on an LST, was familiar with an LST, whatever the case was, and see if we could find a way to get this ship home. Hundreds upon hundreds of people responded, and they ended up sending a bunch of LST veterans to Greece to operate the ship just like back in the day. Uh, the, the ship, that LST in particular, had four engines. Two of them had died. So they brought this ship from Greece back to the United States on two engines, and they said that the, the average age on the ship for 80% of the people on board bringing that ship home was over the age of 70. People that were right. on the ship during the war and that said, we're going to bring this sucker home. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, well, Kyle, again, that is very interesting because I, mm -hmm. I just got some information to my fingertips that indicates that the last LST was commissioned October 27th, 1942, and in, uh, of rather interest, it was nicknamed the Large Slow Targets. 
And it goes on to say that LSD saw action in every theater of World War II and performed multiple missions. Man, that's history. Oh, it's totally history. A lot of people don't realize that uh, more often than not, they have history right at their fingertips. If you've ever played Battleship, you're moving LSTs. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, it's all part of it. And so uh, it, it's, it, it's something that you, you stated so beautifully earlier that these stories, you know, you're not hearing these angles. We often hear the same angles. And this is a story where, you know, where else are you going to hear that story about bringing those LSTs, you know, home with all these veterans? You know, yeah. it's, it's, they're such cool stories, um, but, you know, not as many people are asking about these stories as they should be. And so, that's uh, what I think kind of separates us and our documentary from a lot of the ones that you see out there is that we're going after the not-so-popular stories, um, but they're still equally exciting, to say the least. That's true. That's very true. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Do you own a business? Would you be interested in saving money on your merchant account? Then check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. They are a national company, and Josh Cole is the owner. Give them a call right now. That's Josh Cole at First Class Merchant Services. Call 407-401-0772. That's 407-401-0772. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Kyle Olson, the producer and director for The Last Signal. Kyle, why don't you tell us about the whole team that helps with this documentary? I know no one can do it alone, and it has to uh, involve a lot of expertise. 
Oh, to, to say the least. Uh, they, they say that it takes a village to put a, a movie together, and uh, our, our documentary is no exception to that. Um, there are so many people um, that are working and have been working vigorously behind the scenes. Um, our director of photography, the main man behind the camera, uh, is a gentleman by the name of Marcus Taplin, um, and he is one of the most decorated uh, d- directors of photography I've ever seen. He's got more award plaques on his wall than most people will ever see, I think, and he knows exactly what he's doing, and we actually shot uh, my last documentary together, um, and he's become a really good friend of mine over the years, and he has been extremely supportive and just an incredible talent to have on set who appreciates these stories as much as I have. So he's definitely been one of our our go-to guys for filming. Um, uh, A lady by the name of Tracy Hunter has been one of my co-producers on this project, and she's been helping to make the magic work behind the scenes since before we even started filming. Um, This was uh, an idea that when I uh, started putting together, I said, I'm going to need some help in making this, you know, be be able to pull this off. Uh, And Tracy uh, was uh, ready to go and excited for the challenge, and she has been nothing short of incredible. Um, and there, there are countless other people, but of course, without these veterans' families, we would not be able to do this. Um, and so, you know, we're obviously extremely thankful to our veterans, uh, John and uh, Devere, um, but we are also thankful to their families, um, uh, Cheryl, uh, Devere's daughter, and Tom, uh, her fiancé, uh, have been nothing uh, short of incredible in helping us and really getting uh, this story out there. They realize the importance of sharing the story uh, just as much as we do. Um, and countless family and friends that have really been helping us since the beginning of this process. It was, it was amazing to see all the family um, that both sides, uh, from Devere and from John, from both our veterans, all the family that kind of came out of the woodwork to help support this project was phenomenal. And we feel really lucky to have been able to tell this story and we hope to do it justice. We're excited to get it out there so that people can see it, and with a little bit of help from uh, people that are you know, listening to your show, we hope that we can get there sooner than later so that we can make sure that we uh, give credit where credit is due to these incredible men with these even more incredible stories. That's right. You know, the families are very important, like you mentioned, and uh, without them, you know, they can continue. In fact, last year, I think it was last year, wasn't it, Bill, that we had um, one of the guys that wasn't in the crow's nest uh, uh, when Pearl Harbor uh, was yeah. bombed. And yeah, uh, he, yeah, he was supposed to come on uh, the air with us. He was 94 years old. He was supposed to come on uh, at the beginning of September, and it was uh, August that he passed away. Uh, but he he had a tr- uh, unbelievable story. His son actually uh, heard it so many times, and he had he written it down uh, all the stories his dad told him. And we had him on the air, and he told those stories. And I'll tell you, those were some pretty wild times. Wow! Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. So as far as the team goes, I mean, how? How many are there? I mean, is there a, is there, is there a whole mess oh. of people? Or 
Is you know, for a, a lot of, of films that I do, there's a big crew. Um, uh-huh. We knew going into this documentary that that wasn't going to fly here. Um, uh-huh. We really wanted the, the vets to feel comfortable. And we knew that that meant less is more. And so, you know, for the actual reunion itself, um, we had the most people we had on the entire crew. And that was two camera operators, an audio man. Um, we had uh, a, uh, a production assistant uh, whose name was Melissa, and she was fantastic. Um, we had uh, myself, Tracy, um, and I'm trying to think if there was anybody else on our crew. I think that was as big as it got. So it was, it was under 10 at any given time, um, usually under 5. We, we kept it very small. Um, but again, for this particular project, there was a purpose to that um, because we really wanted to feel as much as a camera crew can like we were flies on the wall, and we wanted to let this kind of play out naturally. And so, you know, obviously we want to capture it in the best way possible, and we did that by hiring the right guys that know how to make things look beautiful on camera with the right kind of equipment and with the right kind of skill. Um, But it was just as important to us to be able to respect the fact that these two veterans that are both in their 90s had allowed us into their homes and their personal spaces. And so by doing smaller crew numbers, uh, we kind of helped to to pull the point across that we understood that this was a big ask for us to, you know, for them to let us in. And uh, we appreciated that. That's great. Bill? Well, Kyle, it's certainly been a pleasure having you with us uh, here today. Uh, you know, thank you for all that you're doing. That uh, it's really a plus factor in the uh, veterans community, and uh, we we appreciate it so much. So, Kyle, I, what I can tell you is, I'm going to put you in my speed dial, and as I get around <laughs> searching for these folks, Uh-oh. man, and I think there's something that you can use. You're going to be the first person I call. Please, I love to tell stories. That's that's my thing. So, by all means, any stories you got, let's tell them. I think it's a great idea. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Plenty of those, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and just as an aside, thank you both for having me on today. Uh, it really means a lot to myself and to everybody that I mentioned before that's been a part of this. You guys have been fantastic in helping us to tell the story and to get it out there. And uh, it really means a lot to us all. So thank you very much. No problem. And what would you like to share with our listeners before we leave, before we go? Oh, gosh. Boy, the magic question, right? Uh, yes. Uh, I guess the biggest thing is, uh, you know, get out there and find our website, uh, lastsignalmovie.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook if you search facebook.com slash lastsignalmovie. We're on Twitter, at lastsignalmovie. Pretty much anything out there, we're at lastsignalmovie. And you can find us, you can like us, you can follow us, you can be a part of the story. And uh, with a little bit of luck, you can give us a, a, a donation. All donations are tax-deductible. So that's a, another plus, uh, and it's a, a really great way to get out there and tell the story, and we're excited to do it with as many people behind us as possible. And can we get the address for your fundraiser? Sure. It's a, if you go on to hatchfund.com, search on hatchfund.com for The Last Signal, and you'll be able to find our post. It'll be the first thing that comes up. There's a picture of two veterans uh, sitting on a porch with an American flag. It's pretty hard to miss, and it'll tell you all the details about the perks, the ways you can get involved, and you know, we, again, want to share with as many people as possible so that we can get this out there and to an audience that is big enough uh, for these veterans to deserve. They, they really deserve all we got, so we're going to put it all out there for them. And on that porch, you have two LST 
cheese, I'll tell you. <laughs> All <right. laughs> yeah, we do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Bill, you have any closing comments? Well, I just want to say again to, uh, uh, to Kyle, you know, uh, being with the American Heroes Network, your, your uh, requests and invitation to help is, uh, is hit a big audience. We're in every state in the, in the country. And uh, where else, uh, Gary? In 98 countries. Just a little reach, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. The power, the power of the Internet, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it great? All right, all right. Again, thank you, Kyle, for being on the show today. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Now, if you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on our website. And you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are